0: If you want the girl back alive, listen and do not talk. The drop will be made tonight, 11 p.m. The amount will be $50 million. $50 million? And who do you think you kidnapped Chelsea Clinton? everyone welcome to the weekly real podcast my name is jeremy and my name is ken and today we're going to be looking at rush hour 1998 starring Jahi chan and chris tucker but before we get into that guys uh, i'm really looking forward to this episode because honestly i forgot a lot that happened in in this movie when i was re-watching i was like i don't remember this i was like was like i thought this was in rush hour 2 and this is the start of our rewatch of the rush hour trilogy i guess right ken
1: that is correct yeah we had uh (laughs) we had all those episodes uh i'm sorry movies that we watched it was 20 around 25 i I forget the exact number of the rewatch actually i think it was 24 and then obviously we timed it where there was other uh the the new 2021 uh 2021 releases of the mcu so um yeah we're gonna try to stay away from comic book movies as much as we can on these rewatches
0: yeah, because we're not we're not just a MCU podcast or whatever or superhero podcast. So we want to branch out a little bit and not stick too much to one franchise. So it's like, okay, let's go with rush hour. That's a quick and easy one. And let's see about what we think about the first one. But before we get into that, let's let's warm up with our podcast ritual where we talk about one notable movie or TV show that we watched in the last week. And I'm actually, I feel like it's been a while since we actually done this. So spoiler alert, our Batman episode was pretty recorded like weeks before.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So really we have a couple of weeks of, uh, uh, to kind of work with, uh, with the time period and everything. So, huh. Podcast Movie Magic, or Podcast Magic. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Movie Podcast (laughs) Magic. (laughs) magic.
1: There you go. There you go. There There you go. I love it. Uh, So for me, uh, the TV show, because I think I went with a movie the first uh, for our Batman episode, TV show that I want to actually share with you. I've actually talked about it uh, a little bit with you offline. This past weekend, I actually caught up and binge watched uh, Super Pumped, which is the show about uh, basically the battle of Uber. Uh, Super Pumped is a show that's currently on Showtime. It stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Kyle Chandler, and Uma Thurman. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a show that's a little over the top because it's got that koppelman Levine, um creator, uh, like, uh, man, that flair that they usually have their production with. Uh, they're known for making that Showtime another Showtime series called Billions. Uh, they also created a favorite of mine, uh, the Rounders movie, starring Matt Damon and Ed Norton. And so, this one for me was an easy like, ooh, at least see if it it's cool and everything. And so, the the cool thing about this show and this series it's that it's only literally one season because this is going to be an anthology series, and so. For this one season, Super Pumped is literally about literally the Battle of Uber. Like it's basically Travis mm. uh, Kalanick, one of the creators of Uber, versus like his um, uh, basically against his board, basically for the Battle of Uber. And obviously, you know, kind of a spoiler alert from like five years ago. It doesn't <laughs> end well for Travis Kalanick. So um, I was able to binge watch. I don't know, four episodes to get to the pen. Uh, I'm sorry, the finale, which is going to air. Let's see. Well, this is airing on the 11th. The finale is actually on the 10th. So it would have been all out. So if you like. What's the show? That, oh, I'm sorry. If you like the movie, the social network, it's mm. kind
0: of like that, uh, except for Uber. Dude, that sounds pretty cool. I think when you just said, oh, it's like the social network, but for Uber, I think that caught me right there, you know, I, if that was the, your one sentence pitch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it has uh, a lot of the over top, over the top, uh, I guess, production value, a lot of the um, like dialogue similar to social network. So and, you know, since we talked about social network. Season two of this anthology series is actually going to be on Facebook. So, hey, there you go. I
0: don't know if I'm going to need to see that again. Um, But we'll see. We'll see if that's good. I think that's pretty interesting, especially uh, just having Joseph Gordon-Levitt, seeing him again. So I'll I'll check it out at some point. Pretty
1: strange to see him uh, be kind of a unlikable character we'll just say because mm. you know we we know him from inception 500 days of summer where he plays you know pretty much a likable guy in each of uh the the, the movies so yeah uh yeah. super pumped only seven episodes by the way that finale is coming out on the 10th of april
0: nice dude my movie was a recommendation from andrea and she, she recommended the anime movie Ride Your Wave. I decided to watch it because it was on HBO Max. Because I was like, I just need, I want to watch an anime movie. Oh, man. I hated the movie, dude. Oh. Like, no, no. But. <laughs> but. in boom, the, in boom, Shots fired. No, I'm just kidding. But in a good way, I was <laughs> in a good way. Oh okay. I went, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. when I was watching, I'm like, Andrea, why'd you make me watch this? It's like it was one of those movies. I like, I, I actually really liked the movie, oh. um, but it was one of those movies where it's like, ah, you know, it it just hurts too much to watch it. Type oh, of no, thing. No, it
1: got you in the feels. Yeah, no. it, got,
0: it got it got me in the feels, and I was like, oh man. But it's not. It's it's not on the level that I would probably like say, Oh, we need to talk about it. I'll, I need to show you Ken and we'll talk about it here on the podcast. But it, it was, it was a good watch enough to the point where it's like, ah, oh, dang. It, it, I, I felt the stuff that was happening in the, in the movie, like ride your wave. It's about like basically a coming of age story of a girl that has to figure out herself. Like she's a bit of a surfer and what she wants to do in life. And oh, she meets no. a guy and, oh, uh, no. <laughs> So and you know, she needs to figure out a lot of things in her life, uh, through through this guy. So, wow.
1: So it's like one of those where it's like, oh no, you have to like really prepare yourself to if you want to watch it again. It's like, do you want to go through all those emotions? Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not one of those movies that I would easily just put on. Maybe like Your Name or actually like or Weathering with You. I can't just like put this one on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like dang it andrea why did you have to make me watch this she's gonna take that as a very
1: big compliment she's like i got you
0: yeah (laughs) dang it but yeah thanks for the recommendation andrea i didn't cry though (laughs) on the outside (laughs) on the the outside though (laughs) oh shoot uh let's jump into actually let's do a little bit of episode cleanup first before we jump into the rush hour uh we talked about Batman last week. We and we ran a poll just a couple days ago. Or actually, sorry. Last week? Yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday. Sorry. Mixing up my days. Yeah, we, <laughs> we ran a poll on Tuesday, which we do every week, by the way, Twitter and Instagram. But Ken, what was the our poll on Instagram? Or yeah. on our social media?
1: Yeah. Well, we did run it on Instagram, but we also ran it on Twitter. And so what we did was uh Andrea, uh, put out the question for everyone. We asked, who is your favorite Catwoman? I've, I feel like we wanted to do that because, you know, we, we talked about Catwoman on the episode, but we definitely wanted to throw more shine on that character because Zoe Kravitz did such a good job doing, uh, uh, you know, portraying that character. And so uh, the choices of who is your favorite Catwoman is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer from Batman Returns. Halle Berry from the Catwoman,
0: uh, I guess, solo movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, if she doesn't win, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then we got Anne Hathaway, who was in Dark Knight Rises. And then, obviously, Zoe Kravitz from The Batman. And so, with 38% of the vote, and a very close vote, actually, Anne
0: Hathaway actually took, uh, I guess, the win on this poll. Oh, Nice, thirty. Whoa, yeah, thirty-eight percent. Then it's pretty close. I wonder, you know, who second place was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was actually spread out. So, From um, Berry, twenty
1: five, twenty five percent each. Uh, of uh, with Michelle Pfeiffer and Zoe Kravitz, actually.
0: Okay, good, <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, at least some people are saying good. Just hey, but make- you
1: know what? Halle Berry
0: did get some votes. So there you go. Some somebody's trolling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks guys for uh, participating in the polls. And if you want to, if you missed this week's poll and want to check out our other polls, it happens every Tuesday on Twitter and Instagram. And that's gonna be at Weekly Real. All right, let's talk about Rush Hour. And if you don't remember what Rush Hour is about, it's about Inspector Lee and Detective Carter who have to beat the bad guys to save the Chinese consulate's daughter in rush hour. So, (laughs) spoiler warning, I guess we're going to, you know, the 24-year... 24. uh, (laughs) Yeah, 24-year spoiler spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. It is streaming on HBO Max. We're not sponsored by them, but, you know, streaming is pretty convenient. So you can go watch it there on HBO Max if you don't want to be spoiled or anything. And then come back and listen to us. Uh, let's talk about the new double feature, our new variant of the double feature, where we're kind of incorporating a possibility of three questions. So Ken, myself, and Andrea have all prepared one question, and we're actually going to pick only two out of the three. And our way of doing that is picking out poker chips from Ken's hat
1: over there on his side, on his end. I wanted to just... You know kind of mix it up so that you can kind of hear that we do have the poker chips
0: yeah so ken's gonna do the drawing right now i'm the black color he's the white and andrea is red so well don't worry for the non-visual listeners i guess we you know. yeah we do have video now
1: so let's see
0: here's the first oh what do you know it's me first It is Ken's question. All right. He didn't get to answer it. We didn't get yours last week, so. Yeah, it's kind of nice. So, it it really was my turn. So, my
1: uh, half of the double feature. And so, obviously, we've already talked about how Rush Hour was made in 1998, which is 24 years ago. And yes you know, just kind of re-watching this movie uh, for the first time in a while, there were some things that really haven't aged so well. And yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later on in the episode. So, but Jeremy, my, you know what? My question to you is, if a Rush Hour reboot were to happen in 2022, and if it were possible to clone Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker from 1998 for this reboot, how different would this 2022 version be compared to the 1998
0: original? Oh, dude. There was, using the terminology of today, they would get canceled so fast. <laughs> Both of them, it's over. Like, from the, uh, just from, uh, Freaking Chris Tucker calling Jackie Chan Mister Rice Aroni for, <laughs> for straight off the plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's over, and that's that's one of the nicer ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or hey, you want a cup noodle? <laughs> Can I get <laughs> you something? To eat? I was I was kind of dying at some of these because I was like, dang, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember some of these jokes.
1: There was a lot of them uh, that caught me off guard too.
0: <laughs> yeah, they would. Um, it would be it would be very watered down. I feel like yeah. Um, I the action I still feel like would be great, like with Jackie Chan. I know I noticed that a lot with this movie, how they lean into the action more on Jackie Chan's side, rightfully so, and then the jokes is more Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. So I I felt like that that balance between them really worked, but I feel like the comedy in a modern day version might fall more flat. And while the action still, you know, might be there, uh, if you got the right director for a modern day uh, rush hour, but I feel like the the jokes would probably fall flat in a modern day one. Yeah, I, I
1: I really do agree with you. I feel like it would take a very talented writer to come up with funny uh, jokes to kind of play off. Because I, I feel like that whole um, dynamic, because they're both opposites obviously you know jackie chan's much older than chris tucker and then there's obviously the the ethnic backgrounds uh, because you know you know there's differences you know and i feel like a lot of comedy even back then in the 90s and even comedy now it's it's a lot of it's kind of predicated on like the kind of the stereotypes you know i feel like that Mm. can still be um I could still be there but it again like you said it would probably be be more watered down or they would have to be really smart about it. You know what I mean? It like it can't be overt like racial slurs or racial like racist comments basically um the way they do it. I here's how I would kind of, you know, kind of tweak the I guess, the chemistry on on, on a 2020, oh, sorry 2022 reboot. I would literally try to have it where... Because I feel like in 1998, Jackie Chan was already starting to get a little bit older. So he was mm-hmm. kind of slowing down just a little bit. But I feel like he was still enough in his prime where I feel like they could have done more of the stunts. I think the action scenes would be a little bit more grandiose. Because you're going to mm. have to make up for the... Uh, not being able to more outlandish with the comedy the comedy has got to be a lot more um dry more implied because <laughs> you can't have like the racial slurs or whatever it, it can't be the obvious like humor that chris tucker obviously has uh so there's some like i feel like some of the best jokes were more of those less obvious ones. I'll actually get to that when we get to that award later on, uh, with some of my favorite quotes, but I feel like that's how it would be. That's how I would make it anyway, to see if it can salvage being good in 2022.
0: Yeah. A lot of the jokes that come from Chris Tucker are a lot, a lot of them are under his breath. So it's like, sometimes it's very hard to replicate those. Like if you're trying to quote a movie, because he says them so fast and just like out of the blue, um, but one thing, yeah, they probably couldn't get away with a lot of the stuff that they did in this movie. But it kind of shows, like, the very cultural... Like, they were very biased, obviously, towards their own, like, culture. But then they had that character arc together where they basically um, learned to appreciate each other's, like, countries by the end of the movie. That's at least what I felt. Through those kind of harsh jokes... They eventually got to understand where each of them came from. Yeah, I think also if I had to tweak one more thing, I'd
1: probably have Johnson play a little bit more of a bigger character, uh, bigger role, and less of a an object. You know where I. Uh, th- We'll get into that when when we get to that topic, but I feel like Johnson can then play more of a strong female character in uh, 2022, because I actually did, I kind of liked her character. I I forget that she was actually in the movie back in the day, so
0: yeah. All right, you want to jump into question number two of the double feature?
1: All right, so let's get into the... um get into the question and for the second half of the double feature we'll go with oh we're going with jeremy's question
0: all right Uh, this one might be a little bit tough to think off the top of your head so let me know if you need a little bit of time so okay kind of um bouncing off yours a little bit so uh my question for rush hour would be what other duo of actors do you think could have back in 1998 or or could take now on the the roles of lee and carter so you can choose like a pair of of actors back in 1998 let's say like rush hour with jackie chan and chris tucker never happened and you chose a pair of actors back then or you can be like oh let's do a remake who would that who would the other actors be You know what?
1: I I, I have the answer just off the top of my head, just because, uh, you know, we're actually I want to actually choose some modern actors for Mm. 2022. I would have Kevin Hart as (laughs) uh, uh, as uh, as James Carter. I thought that'd be funny because, I mean, he he was really good in Central Intelligence, I think, with The Rock. Mm -hmm. But to play his foil. uh, Wait, what's his name? uh, Simu Liu. Really? Yeah, dude. I think that would be an interesting kind of dynamic uh, because it's more of a it's a younger version, I, and it's it's switch in that Kevin Hart's more of the uh, the veteran, I guess, with this buddy mm. cop. So there's that difference in dynamic. Plus, we got to see Simu Liu as uh shong chi and he was pulling off some of the uh the the jackie chan moves and i feel like in this reboot in 2022 we can literally go ham with the action scenes and then kevin hart's just really good like uh he can do he's funny in a lot of things he do, does so he could do a lot of physical comedy um similar to what chris tucker
0: did in in 1998 that's a good one you know i i thought about that as well having Simu Liu and uh, Kevin Hart but I'm going to throw a little bit <laughs> honestly I chose Kevin Hart also <laughs> because he was the first one who came to mind I couldn't really think of anyone uh, some some people find Kevin Hart really annoying but I find him funny when the the role is, is good like mm-hmm. in Central Intelligence um, but I, for me I don't think I would try to replace someone like a martial artist or someone like an action type of guy. Maybe Simu Liu. I I thought about it. But I was like, ah, I feel like that's huge shoes to fill. So I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to st- still choose an Asian guy. But I'm not going to choose an action Asian guy. Ooh. So I went with Randall Park. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> because I find him hella funny. And I just want I I want a new kind of dynamic between Lee and Carter where maybe Lee is a little bit more incompetent uh, sometimes than what uh, Lee is in Jackie Chan's version, maybe huh. like less less physically capable. <laughs> I, like I, was thinking. I
1: like that. I like that because you know what Randall Park already has played uh, was FBI in in um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, and, Agent and yeah, Agent Wu, and obviously he comes back within the MCU in WandaVision. So I can definitely see that. I'd watch I'd be on on board with that cuz I I like Randall Park. I mean, he is Asian-Jim. Yeah. Um and I think I feel like he's versatile enough uh of an actor to be able to be uh to play serious, he could play uh funny, he could deadpan. Um And then maybe he could uh, throw in a couple stunts here and there just just to surprise everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, see that's what I'm saying. Like I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can do it. And like you said, if he needed to deadpan, like be the more serious Lee, he. I feel like he could do it. So kind of a, a little bit of a role reversal. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I guess Kevin Hart, is a little <laughs> bit. He's, he's taking over the 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 Tucker role for sure. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I want to throw out our audience question for our audience, and Ken, feel free to answer this as well. Uh, Kind of related to Rush Hour, what is your favorite buddy cop movie? All right. These are like just, I don't know.
1: They're not the best movies, but I feel like for me, I love, I'll, I'll mention two. I have an honorable mention. I think I may have mentioned it actually on a previous episode of the Weekly Real Podcast, somewhere similar. Honorable mention, Starsky and Hutch. Uh, 2004, it was obviously a, a, what do you call that? A spoof a little bit, mm, starring yeah. with, uh, Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, and Vince Vaughn, just because that trio has made uh, some, some good comedy gold, in my opinion. I love that movie. I've watched it multiple times, and to see Snoop as Huggy Bear uh, always makes me laugh. Uh, so honorable mention to them. But top to bottom, my favorite is, and I actually recently watched it on Amazon Prime, Still not sponsored. Uh-oh. Die Hard with a Vengeance, 1995. I was on that Die Hard kick, and I forget how good and um, how good their chemistry was between, um, what do you call that? Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Bruce Willis and, and Samuel L. Jackson. I blank out for just a split second.
0: Wait, who's Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right? Yeah. 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 Thinking about it. So- <laughs> think about somebody else all right yeah you're right <laughs> uh, you need to rewatch that one i don't know if you've seen it's it been a, it's uh, been a long time like basically like first year of high school but <laughs> uh, you so should really watch
1: long. it you re-watch it like whenever you can like if you're looking for like an action uh, action movie or whatever with some pretty good laughs some I feel like some good action, be- you know, because it's Bruce Willis uh, doing his normal yippee kaye mofo thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely check it out, especially since I know you love Die Hard so much.
0: I do, yeah. Um, I wanted to throw out an underrated one, though. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, starring um, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. Their chemistry together in that movie is really good. I, I If you've never seen that movie before, I would recommend it. Okay so kiss kiss bang bang but guys if you want to answer that question uh please contact us on like any of our social medias but uh maybe you want to do on twitter or instagram that's gonna be like at weekly real or if you want to go old school i guess i guess go email us at the you know the (laughs) weekly real email oh right (laughs) I thought (laughs) you
1: Oh, I thought you you almost had it.
0: Oh, I, I mean, almost did?
1: Kind of. There was Weekly Reel in it.
0: Okay. <laughs> so uh, it,
1: it wouldn't have gone anywhere, though, because you, you didn't have the proper format.
0: Okay. Okay. So, it's uh, podcast at weeklyreel.com. Theweeklyreel.com. There you Man. go. Uh, you it. know what?
1: I shouldn't have said anything, like because I thought you were close. <laughs> you actually are now like way further. Anyway, that's I'll our domain, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well... You know, it just stop. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Dang it, you're so close and then yet so far. Ah. You know what? Maybe next next week we'll we'll, we'll probably get it. And we just All gotta right. practice it. Yeah. Practice.
0: You yeah. talk about
1: practice. It's actually weekly real pot at gmail.com.
0: All right, guys. Go email us and let's take a quick break. Woo! Email. All right guys, welcome back from the break. Let's jump into our weekly real awards. And the uh, first award we're going to give, Ken mentioned it kind of briefly in the, uh, earlier, so it's going to be the Happy Hogan Mullet Memorial Award for what has not aged well. <laughs> I feel like we haven't done this award in a long time. And I was hesitant. I'm like, should we talk about this? Yes, because there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff that's on the table that you could put here uh, for this award. So yeah, Ken. What what's not aged well so much about Rush Hour? Yeah, you know what? Um, well,
1: okay. So caveat. So obviously, there are some problematic jokes, slurs, innuendos, a lot of that. Like literally, all of the above. Yep. For me, though, with comedy, I tend to be really laxed about that sort of thing. So sometimes, what I you know, what society may think uh as problematic i just think it's funny because i don't know i just kind of grew up with that sort of comedy being irreverent uh crossing those lines and i'm like "Eh, okay it's comedy you know whatever but obviously we live in a different age in 2022 uh that being said (laughs) i still had a problem with this one it's that one scene where carter uh was you know trying to convince his i guess former partner johnson uh, to like, hey, we need your help. You know, we need to find uh, Soo Young. He was all being mm. like hella serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a good minute, maybe even two minutes of, of the movie. He was like, oh man, you know, we got to think about the little girl, mm-hmm. So Young. We got to get her back for the concert. And then you could tell she was skeptical, like throughout that whole phone conversation. And then literally, she you know, she finds it in her heart because, you know, she's thinking about su young and, you know, getting her reunited with her, with her dad. So she finally agrees. And then <laughs> right at the very end, freaking Carter goes, by the way, what color pennies you got on? I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was, look, wow. It, in his characters, not really defense in the writings defense, I guess it's like in his character to, to say that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh but yeah, I I was like, yeah, in in the moment where it's like, oh, this is their first serious conversation of the whole movie. You literally. <laughs> he, but good for her. She just <laughs> hangs up on it. It just hangs up, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's that whole Brett
1: Ratner thing. Obviously, a Google Brett Ratner, oh, what yeah. he's kind of had to go through in, in the last, what, 10 years or so. Uh, he's kind of had to worry about, uh, I guess, some problems with the press and with the law and everything. So, ugh. Yeah,
0: I haven't be. seen him make a movie in a while. Yeah. Maybe the last a... one was Hercules or something that I saw. Yeah. Well, I mean that style of I guess directing.
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you see that very much nowadays.
0: Yeah, I mean he's very studio director, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um all right, for my award, I'm gonna choose the obvious one, man. It's gonna be um you know when Jackie Chan Lee's character or Lee had to say a certain word at the bar. Oh, you know when they had to go in and you know just uh, Carter wanted to kind of get some info about to hopefully find Su Young. You know, but you know Jackie Chan just chilling out there at the bar and you know he was <laughs> observing what Carter was doing. So he's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of let's let's be friendly or whatever. At least that's the joke. Uh, and they made Jackie Chan out of all people say that <laughs> say that word. And I was like, dang. Even for 1998, I don't... I was like, that really? It's yeah. like... I mean, yeah, definitely. That would not fly nowadays. In Lee's defense, though, he,
1: <laughs> Carter goes, follow my lead. And he literally, literally
0: followed his lead. Uh, yeah, that's what I was... I'm like, dude, I mean, I guess... In, I guess if, but if they were like in, if they were dumb and dumber, if they were Lloyd and Harry, I would, might get it right. Like if it's like, follow my lead and see what I do, but they're not like, Lee's pretty smart, you know? Uh, and he's lived in that world. So I'm, I would assume maybe he would know not to say certain words, (laughs) you know, and he knows English. So. In my defense,
1: it wasn't a, Strong defense. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. Either way, from playing that. Play devil's movie, advocate just for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. Uh, yeah. I don't think they should have added that back then. And I don't think they're ever going to add that ever again. Yeah. I was
1: trying to think about the logic of why would they would uh, kind of toss that in. Obviously, shock value. Whoa. True. <laughs> this guy said it. But I don't know if it was just. I feel like they could have used that, uh, uh, like the bar fight, they could have used some sort of other catalyst to actually initiate the bar fight because that's really what triggered True. what happened after that. And they could have, they could have thought of something else.
0: Yeah. Cause all that, that little action sequence amounts to nothing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much they just wanted an action sequence, some funny stuff to happen while Carter's doing his thing. So yeah. I agree. They could have just substituted a, a different, uh, instigator pretty much right exactly yeah well (laughs) uh let's go with the next award the wise gamora award for favorite quote and there's a too many lines in this movie i wouldn't be surprised uh if we both choose chris tucker quotes because yes
1: i I actually (laughs) i actually have a carter
0: quote (laughs) uh because carter says a ton of good quotes in this so i'll let you go first though
1: Okay, this one's going to be a little... Uh, I, I talked about it earlier, about how, you know, obviously there's some outlandish, obvious, like, one-liners that Carter says. I feel like a lot of them, I could definitely see if he just ad-libbed a lot of these, too. Yeah, And they just ended up keeping them in within the final cut of the movie. But here's a more kind of one where it just... Now that I just kind of realize it, it upon this latest rewatch, I didn't really appreciate it back then. I just thought it was really funny this time around so it's that time when every you know the fbi is basically kind of shitting on carter about like mm. hey you know like you they uh, are just mad at both carter and lee yeah and they're at the consulate right and so carter is like he accidentally picks up the phone right and he ends up talking to sang because oh,
0: yeah. it rings like for like a second so not <laughs> even a second it literally it was like oh
1: hello <laughs> hello and um, uh, you know, he dropped some uh, some pretty good one-liners in that, but he goes, San goes he's um saying the drop will be made tonight, eleven p.m. The amount will be fifty million dollars. And cars Carl's like, fifty million dollars? Man, who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the way he said it is so funny, yeah. but for me. I, I love that part because, dude, I was cracking up. That was the more obvious part of that. But yeah. later on, as it go, as the season goes, the, the scene goes, Carter's like basically taking whatever the, you know, what Sang is saying in terms of what the ransom is. He's, uh, so Sang goes, um, I want 20 million and 50. And then Carter's like, 20 million and 50s. Carter, and then Sang goes, 20 million and 20. And then 20 million and 20s. And then Sang goes, 10 million and 10. And then this is where Carter's line is my favorite. 10 million and 10. Hey, you want any fries with that? And just thinking about it now, it l- <laughs> it sounds like he's taking a fast food order like yeah. at a drive-thru. And it basically sounds like, hey, you want any fries with that? And yeah. I didn't think about that at like at any point in time other than this last rewatch. And I just thought it was freaking hilarious. And yeah, it's a it's- little underrated for me too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and th- th- that's the funny thing is because it's like he was... <laughs> asking pretty genuinely too it's not like he was he's was like oh you want fives with that but he was literally asking because he went he broke down the whole thing and carter was like taking notes too yeah he was taking yeah he was As actually it was writing it order. down <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that, that i thought that was an underrated one uh among all the other ones i feel like uh i mean so many quotables but yeah that one was
0: like a new one that i feel like i discovered Ooh. Uh, before I say my favorite one though, yeah, I'm just gonna throw out a quick one from Carter, which is, it's like you know mildly, mildly racist. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what? But I still thought it was funny. Where was like um, you know, like just one the uh, one-liners, and it's against saying once again in the final fight, and then he's like, "I've been looking for your sweet and sour chicken ass." <laughs> it's like, I laughed at that one, I like too. that one, though. <laughs> oh, my God. I I, only because only I was thinking
1: of sweet and sour, like the, the sauce from McDonald's. And I think what, <laughs> as of the recording, I think they, they re- released a Szechuan sauce. I was like, man, I kind of want some. But unfortunately, I'm on a intermittent fast right now. So no Chicken McNuggets for me. Damn
0: it. So I didn't even catch that line before, but, you know. But uh, my favorite quote, though, it has to be when... Carter and Lee, they they have to get some food, and uh, Lee buys Carter some Chinese food, and the exchange between Carter and Mister Chin are is the best. And then, car you know, it starts off with like uh, Carter looks at the food, and he's like, "Damn, Chin, this is some greasy shit." <laughs> 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 and then he's like, "You got no better food? Like some chicken wings, some baby back ribs, some fries, or something." <laughs> And then Mr. Chin, he's like, Chinese food, no soul food here. <laughs> and I'm dying. And then, because it keeps going. They're, like, having a full-on conversation. And Carl's like, I didn't say nothing about no soul food. I said you got some better food. <laughs> I didn't want that greasy shit. How are you going to sell a big box of grease? And then, you know, they started, like, <laughs> uh, like, uh, basically shouting start just getting a shouting match against each other. But I think <laughs> what, the best line is coming up. The, but the, the best line is just how it ends. Because he's like uh, you know, Carter or Lee's trying to pull oh. Carter away because it's like they started just fighting or whatever. And then for some reason Mr. Chin is like, I'm no punk bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the car's like, I'm no punk bitch neither. And then, <laughs> And what's funny is that Mr. Chin just keeps saying, I'm no punk bitch. <laughs> it's like, he just keeps going. And I was dying. Mr. Chin, man, is if I could also give him the underrated character award just for that scene, I would. Uh, but yeah, that, that scene was, or that that quote was... That exchange was my favorite.
1: Literally, it would be, like, in NFL terms, if he just came in for, like, two plays and
0: he scored two touchdowns. Exactly. It's like, dang. And, like, him and Carter had that chemistry. Maybe he should be uh, uh, Inspector Lee next time. Oh, my God. I ain't no punk, bitch. Oh, my God. (laughs) So good. That was hilarious. Uh, Let's jump into our next award, the Jensen Award. I was just talking about underrated characters. Uh, But... The Jensen Award is for underrated character or underrated scene. So, Ken, uh, which one are you going to choose for this episode? All
1: right. So the Jensen Award that I'll give out will be for underrated scene. I think whenever we do give the choice, I I tend to lean more towards underrated scene because I like Mm. finding those uh, less obvious scenes. I don't know if this is underrated, but I feel like it's underrated in that it's... uh, there's some funny moments, but it's that war montage, you know, when they're actually with the war it, song is playing in the background.
0: I'm going to I'm gonna double down on that right now, too, because that's actually my winner as well. Nice. I'll nice. let you explain it, though.
1: All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, I mean, first of all, they finally find some commonality. They, it's a song that they both like, um, you know, because obviously, I feel like
0: Jackie Chan's got a pretty good voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> I don't know why my Spotify. voice went really high right now. But i <laughs> That's, yeah, like, that's a pretty
1: good <laughs> yeah, I know. I, was, I sounded yeah. like Mickey Mouse just now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you know what? It, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously, Carter's like, Hey, what you it's, it's not you all, it's y'all, and then the whole thing is, like, Hey, it's not like a karate movie, <laughs> yeah, y'all. <laughs> oh, so good. But uh, first of all, you know, you get Carter kind of trying to teach Lee how to dance, but mm. then Lee then ends up like teaching us some martial art moves, but then Later on, here's where the underrated part comes out. He's now basically, you know, like Lee's taking Carter under his wing because, you know, Carter's, you know, he's got his uh, LAPD uh, experience. But, you know, you got Detective Lee, like well-known in Hong Kong, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's actually teaching him how to basically disarm someone with a gun and actually kind of, I don't know how, how to describe it. It's just like yeah, crazy hand yeah. Eye, yeah, hand-eye coordination or whatever with grabbing the gun and then literally just flipping it back on them you know what i mean so um and then obviously that pays off later on and it even surprises carter <laughs> later on that he actually pulled it off uh later on in the in the movie
0: you know what i what that scene reminded me of when they're kind of practicing disarming each other it reminds me of 21 jump street <laughs> when <laughs> when uh uh, she, what's his name? Channing Tatum and, um, dude, I forgot his name. Oh, it's, uh, not Seth Rogen. Uh, jo- <laughs> Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. When they're like flipping their guns and they're like, oh, yours not loaded. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, we're supposed to do that. <laughs> freaking. But yeah, I, I like that, that scene a lot. It's just cause it was their first time also kind of relating to each other like he said kind of understand finally not fighting yeah and they're finally teaming up while they wait for uh more juntao stuff to happen yeah Yeah. so i like that scene a
1: lot hey and you know what they bonded over food and dude when carter initially walks into that restaurant he's he's asking for a camel's and i'm like i still don't even know what that
0: is yeah i mean i've never seen it on the menu anywhere else but if they had it somewhere i'd try it
1: i don't know if i would try it (laughs) I mean, if it's actual camel something, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Maybe. I would try it, probably. Uh, Well, well, we got to look that up. We got to look
1: that up. Maybe the next uh, Chinese restaurant we we visit, we'll we'll look for it. (laughs) I don't want
0: to get sick, though. Yeah, that's true. All right. Let's jump into our next award, the Get Help Award for Favorite Comedic Scene. Oh, there's a lot of comedic scenes in this. I feel like it's uh, your pick, Ken. All right. Uh, This
1: is a little bit more on the obvious side. Uh, but actually I, again uh, upon rewatch this is, <laughs> I, I'm noticing new things actually so after Lee, Lee reveals that he can speak English like we get the whole kind of United States of James Carter monologue where he's like <laughs> hey I'm Michael you Cheeto, you know that whole thing yeah. and then you know they're going back and forth but it's mainly Carter just like literally just kind of going off in, in kind of a I guess funny way right Lee interrupts him by playing the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. And so, um, obviously, he's like, you know, do the, oh, don't you ever touch a black man's radio. Okay, that's not even the part that I'm talking about. But Mm. when Carter ends up switching it to that, you know, the Jay-Z song, and he starts dancing, this is something that I never, never observed in previous screenings of Rush Hour. So in the past, you know, like your eyes are just drawn towards Chris Tucker. He's he's actually got some pretty good moves while he's, you know, driving his Corvette or whatever. But for whatever reason, I was actually (laughs) observing Jackie Chan this time. But remember when um, Carter's like going kind of going back and forth? I I don't have his rhythm. If you look at Jackie Chan, he's like, so like, he's like, what's happening? And then it like whenever uh, Carter's looking at him, he kind of looks up. And looks at him, and it looks so awkward. He's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is underrated comedic acting by by um, Jackie Chan. It's so good. You got to rewatch it just for that. And you're going to crack up and replay that scene at least five times. And it's like a quick, not even 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, It's funny. It's like a lot of people remember Jackie Chan for like his... Uh, comedy while fighting, but like th- this showed like he can do comedy even while it's not a fight scene. You know, people remember the the comedy, the the action goofs. You know, yeah. But it, little stuff like that, it's like he's These fighting. are just
1: reaction shots, bro. It's yeah. like
0: he's just like, <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> just laughing at
1: his face because he didn't know what to do because James Card is doing his I don't know what he's doing. I'm trying to make it look sort of rhythmic on video, but whatever.
0: Dude, like, that's a good scene though. I like the whole Beach Boy stuff. Though. Oh, <laughs> Beach Boys! American <laughs> music, yeah. Uh, my favorite comedic scene though, I mentioned the whole freaking Mr. Chin exchange, but I, I've, I would say that whole sequence uh, is my favorite scene. Just them also bonding over the food. It's just, I don't know, I... I when I'm like with my cousins or with family or friends who've seen the movie, like I can just quote that scene, any any line from that scene and they know what I'm talking about. You know, the whole camel's hump and all that stuff. It's like that whole scene is like my favorite.
1: Mm, this is so pretty
0: would... good. Needs a little hot sauce, but mm, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? It's like that's what I, <laughs> you can use it in everyday life. Those, those are the best lines, honestly. Yeah. And we oh, know definitely. Like in Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) Oh, here we go, man. We're going to play, guess, the Rotten Tomatoes score. And uh, we're, we're changing up the rules a little bit. You know, this is only the second episode of the season. And last week, Andrea did win the point. But we're doing a bit of a switch up in terms of the rules for the points. So, since there's three of us now we're going to we're creating a new scoring system. So, the f- person who gets uh the closest guess, which is basically first place, then there's going to be a second place and third place. So, first place gets 2 points, second place gets 1 point, and third place for the day gets 0 points. So, that it's going to make things a little bit interesting. You don't want to get third place. Uh, in consecutive episodes, or else you're going to be uh, in a huge hole that you don't want to have to dig yourself out of. Hopefully, that's not me this week <laughs> because <laughs> I got third place last week. But I'm feeling pretty confident. So with that being said, the score right now is two for Andrea, one for Ken, and zero for me. Let's gonna let's read off Andrea's guess first, though, that she emailed. So. She guessed for rush hour, nineteen ninety eight. She guessed eighty nine percent. So, and we all just reminding everyone if this is your first time on like uh playing the game, we make our guesses beforehand. So, I'm just like showing guess showing hers right now. So, or reading off hers right now. So, she guessed eighty nine percent. Ken, what do you, what did you guess? Yes,
1: and, and just to remind, me, we none of us have. Uh, this is bragging rights, you know. We don't cheat, so mm-hmm. we yeah. we don't even know what the uh, actual Rotten Tomato score is. So, um, for me, I actually had a problem. <laughs> I didn't know what to guess. I went with my gut on this. My first instinct, I guess seventy two.
0: Ooh, okay, seventy two. I actually guessed the lowest out of all of you guys. I guess sixty eight percent. Ooh, okay.
1: So in the same neighborhood as me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I feel like ours is pretty close. Still fresh. And I think with this new scoring system too, we're trying to avoid ties. Yes. Like because the scores have always been really close, but now with three people, it's going to make things more interesting. So let me look up the score right now. Let me pull it up. And look at this. It's rush hour. 60% 60% oh. on rotten tomatoes. Oh my goodness. 60.
1: So you know, you know what's funny? We <laughs> what's said that? we didn't want to avoid ties. But why don't you go ahead and do the math and let the <laughs> let the audience know what our updated <laughs> oh,
0: <shoot>. score is? <laughs> okay. Now our updated score, since I got first place, 10 got second place, and Andrea got zero points. So that means I get two points. Ken gets one point, one additional point, and Andrea gets zero. So that makes a total of two. All <laughs> 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 dang, <laughs> so much for that then. Yeah. Uh, in terms of not tying, and now we're all tied at two. <laughs> hey,
1: it's it's still it's still early. We're only on the second episode. I mean, episode sixty, but second episode of season four. So we have plenty to to talk about later
0: i think it's a it's a good time for a tie though with Mm -hmm. the new scoring system there you go so if now now we have a tie so i'm looking forward to (laughs) next week which we're going to talk about in a little bit but before we do that ken how would you rate rush hour 1998 from one to three thousand in our i love you three thousand award
1: uh, this is still one of my favorite movies. Uh, again, like you mentioned earlier, it's one of those rewatchable movies where literally, if it were just you know, if, if you only if you don't have any streaming services and you only have cable TV and you you just start watching it at any point in time, for me, this is one of those movies where literally I'll start watching in the middle and I'm finishing the rest of the movie uh, because it's I feel it's that good. Uh, so my rating for uh, Rush Hour and Obviously, on the ra- rating of 1 to 3,000, on the I Love You 3,000 scale, I give it 2,442, which is equal to about 81.4%.
0: Nice, nice. That's a good score. Nice, solid score. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher and give it a twenty-five twenty out of 3,000. That's 84%. Mm. And that's just to, you know, give a little bit of a a bar for the other... Uh, rush hours just in case you know yeah just in case
1: yeah we'll see we'll see uh, i'm I'm kind of curious I feel like the second one uh has probably the most variants some people will like it a lot some people may not like it as much especially compared to the first one so I'm curious whenever we do cover that uh well rush hour two and three later on in the season.
0: Yeah, because I've I've watched one and two probably countless times, so yeah. we'll see. Three, three one, though, not so much. Not not as much. <laughs> maybe maybe three times, <laughs> maybe. I think uh, I've only seen it twice actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't remember. I I remember scenes, but yeah. Um, but next week, what are we going to be watching again? Okay, so. Originally, obviously,
1: you know, we have next week's movie. Originally, I was going to be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go ahead and preview next week's movie because it's usually my turn. But, but it just doesn't feel right to intro one of your guilty pleasure movies. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to defer to you.
0: (laughs) All right, then. Uh, It's just fitting because school is out for (laughs) East High Wildcats. (laughs) So it's summertime for Troy and Gabriella, and the gang. uh, The gang is back, guys. The gang is back from season one and they have to work things out at Sharpay's Country Club. So there's much more songs to come in High School Musical (laughs) 2. Yeah. We haven't talked about High School Musical since season one. And here we are in season four, talking about the sequel, the only sequel that I've seen from High School Musical. And Ken, it's going to be your first time watching High School Musical 2. Are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> Just as excited as I was on the first. Actually, you know what? I take it back. I'll be, I'm a little
1: bit more, I'm looking forward to seeing where this story develops because obviously my first viewing was when we did High School Musical, uh, the original, um, Four hour. It was our season one finale. So really, it's only it, it's only been a little over a year since we actually had that episode. So it's still kind of fresh in my mind. But I, you know what? Just for you, Jeremy, just for you, mm. I'm going to rewatch High School Musical before I watch the second one.
0: <laughs> no, guys, secretly, he loves the first one. <laughs>
1: You got me. <laughs> I'm, you know what? Honestly, I I forget how I rated uh yeah. the first one, so I might have to re-listen to that episode.
0: <laughs> I think I gave it like an eighty percent, if I'm remembering correctly, something like that. That seems a little low. <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> but man, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, get ready for some puns, guys. Next next episode. If you don't like puns, you might not want to watch right. or listen to the next next week's episode but oh, yeah just giving you fair warning fun puns <laughs> uh before we close out this week's episode if you want to keep up with us during the week you can follow me at jp underscore flicks on instagram uh hopefully you know we get more stuff on tiktok or something like that uh at weekly real pod right correct yes all right uh, you got that right yeah <laughs> we're gonna try
1: to um put out some original content out there so stay tuned for that at weekly real pod on tiktok that's the only one that's a little bit different
0: <laughs> yeah that's the newest one so yeah. how about you ken well um i'm pretty
1: active still on uh, instagram and twitter uh, mainly on instagram I am at Free Kenne. Uh The spelling for everything will be in the uh, in the episode notes. Uh, again, follow us on at Weekly Reel as well uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, I think that's pretty much those are the main accounts um, along with the brand new TikTok. So, yeah, we definitely want to, you know, advertise that. So,
0: yeah, if you want a little bit of cringy content, go to TikTok, guys.
1: Yeah. Oh, one last thing. Follow Andrea. I mean, she's got a, a very nice art page. Follow her at, at Andrea J. Palapel. I'll put the, uh, what do you call it? The spelling, spelling. in the episode notes. Yeah.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh, any final thoughts on Rush
1: Hour? <laughs> uh, no, I think we covered, uh, for the most part, like everything. Um, I, I guess I'm I'm looking forward to, I guess similar i i guess like similarities and some differences with each of the next movies i'm 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 actually looking forward to that episode cuz i think we're actually going to the way we have it scheduled we're going to cover rush hour 2 and 3 in one episode so we and we're trying to see if we could get a guest for that episode uh, for that episode
0: yeah yeah for a long time i've had rush hour 2 as my favorite but i feel like doing this rewatch i'll get to know for sure Mm-hmm. Which one is my favorite? Yeah. Uh, Who knows? I know three. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I've always had them pretty
1: close. I've always had one ahead of two, but I think I may have watched two more than one, strangely enough. I don't know how that happens. But um, oh, by the way, random shout out, Soo Young singing mariah carey that scene always makes me laugh because the two people in the front seat the, the i guess the bodyguards they are i could tell they're trying so hard not to laugh and they're trying to <laughs> deadpan everything shout out to them so uh definitely want to uh, give them their props
0: yeah especially right before they get killed <laughs> <laughs> yeah by uh ken, the great was, ken leung yeah i was like what they died <laughs> so, like, I, I forgot about that yeah there was a lot of stuff i forgot but Guys, if you have a good time, uh, feel free to leave us a review, actually, on Apple Podcasts. So uh, let us know how we're doing. If you guys liked our Rush Hour episode, let us know as well. And interact with us anytime on our social media. We're we're, we're there. More Andrea than me, that's for sure. Because I am a social media non-person.
1: Yeah, we're trying to incorporate video, as you could see up here, this guy and uh, well me, but uh, yeah, we're gonna try to put our faces out there, um, especially on Instagram Reel and uh, our TikTok. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll try to see if we could get some quick content out there, someone um, I guess exclusive content on the social
0: medias. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week though for our episode on. High School Musical 2. All right. See you in the summer. On The Real.